ECU legend and NFL star Vontae Leach made a career out of smashing people and opening up holes. But I bet you didn't know. I used to kick extra points when I was in high school. Nothing, nothing major, just extra points. Sometimes changes aren't what we want, but turn out to be blessings in disguise. When I got recruited out of high school, I got recruited for linebacker, and uh, some schools recruited me for fullback. I didn't want to play fullback. I thought my days was over, you know. I think I would do pretty good at linebacker, and I made freshman all-conference. So we had a coaching change, and new coaches who came in here, they wanted to go in a different direction, and they moved me to fullback. And that position move would alter NFL history. I caught Aaron Rodgers' first pass. So I started his great career. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> I'm Rich Clindworth, and we're sitting down with Vontae Leach to talk about football and being a role model in Season 3, Episode 3 of Talk Like a Pirate. So we're joined now with 10-year NFL vet, Super Bowl 47 champion, three-time Pro Bowler, and three-time All-Pro Vontae Leach. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, man, thanks for having me. You're in town for homecoming right now, and I would normally say, what's it like being back in Greenville? But it seems like you're back in Greenville all the time now. Yes, um, I do come back. It's, uh, it's good to come back and, and support the school, support the university, and especially support ECU football. And you have someone at the university right now, right? Yes, I have my oldest daughters here. So, yes, yeah, so we stay here a lot now. <laughs> So today I wanted to talk about some fun football stories. What is your best football memory from the time you were a kid till now? My best football memory, I'll give you a couple of the best memory was the Super Bowl was actually winning the Super Bowl and, and playing in the confetti with my little daughter. She was um, actually three years old at the time. I'm just playing in the confetti with her after the Super Bowl. That's probably one of my one of the greatest memories because you grew up in the backyard saying that you won the Super Bowl, the champions of the world or something. Then for this to actually happen and for it to come to fruition, it felt great. What was it like? Because I've seen the picture, you're doing like little snow angels on the ground in the confetti. What was that like? Man, it just, just, it just took me back to like my childhood. All the memories of playing football, all the memories, you know, the hard work and stuff, just enjoying the moment, just easing the moment. Do you remember what you were thinking whenever, well, first of all, because I remember watching that Super Bowl with the, you guys were doing really well and then all of a sudden the lights went out. Do you remember what you were thinking about when that happened? When the lights went out, <laughs> we, we actually didn't know what had happened. We, we didn't know um, you know, panic go through your mind and stuff, what's going on, you know, lights went out and it was kind of helpful for the 49 because like it was a reset, you know, and, and, and they got started coming back on us and stuff. But, yeah, man, it, it was just crazy. It was just crazy down there when the lights went out. So you said you had a couple of other fun football memories. Yes, a couple of other ones. You know, um, I caught Aaron Rodgers' first pass ever in the NFL for one yard. His first pass ever, you know. So I started, the great, I started his great career. You can't have you can't have no other ones without number one, and I was the I was the number one. That's my that's my claim to fame. <laughs> and when you when you have something like that, when you catch that one yard pass, at that moment, are you like, oh, this guy's gonna be great? No, you, you never you never had you never have no no clue. He was always a great guy and stuff. But now, I will always be linked to him to, to for catching that one yard pass. And back then, you didn't realize it when it, when when, uh, when it happened. Now you take a look at it, you just step back and take a look at it, and like, wow, that's, that's, what, 
that's something, you know, that I can tell my, my kids and my and can tell their grandkids. And Aaron Rodgers isn't the only great quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback that you've caught passes from. No, uh, I, caught, I caught passes with, uh, with Drew Brees, Brett Favre. It, it goes on. I caught passes with Joe Flacco, and then also I caught passes with uh, Matt Shaw, which it was his day. He was pretty good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was great for fantasy football. Yes. Back in the day. Do you ever think about that, like the time that you played football, that your peers, you were – I mean, three-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler. I mean, your peers that you were at an elite level with are some of the all-time greats. You're right. You know, um, you think about that. You think about, you know, some of the peers. Like I said, some of my peers were some all-time greats. Not only that, you also think about, you know, I was no top level myself, you know. <laughs> you, when you start talking about football, especially running backs and fullbacks, you know, my name would get mentioned up there for some of the greats because I had to I had to play against some block against block against some of the greats all the time. And so, what's that like whenever you look back at your career and knowing ten year? I mean, ten years as a fullback is a monumental accomplishment in and of itself. Then you're the All Pro multiple times, multiple times Pro Bowler and then Super Bowler. Does it seem real? Yeah, well, when you take back and take it all in, you know, uh, first you got to say I was blessed. You know, I, I was blessed with some God-given talents and stuff. Um, a little little luck, I say, but but I was blessed, a little luck and hard work. You know, put all three of them together and then you, you got me. You know, you take a, take a step back and just look at the big picture you're like, Wow, that was pretty amazing. And in the NFL, most of the time, other than with the Packers, your number was 44. Yes. Why? What was it about 44? Well, I just wanted my number to be uh, 44. Uh, when I first <laughs> when I first went to Green Bay, you know, uh, I just they just gave you a number. You know, I was just trying to make the team, and it was 48, so I stuck with it. And I went to another team. Actually, the center had 48, so I couldn't be 48 no more. So I said, listen. I want to change my number to 44. That was available, so I took it. And I mean, I made my name in Houston. You know, I made my, I made my rounds in Houston. I established myself in Houston. Then in Baltimore, you know, I took that same name in Baltimore and made it a household name. And I knew your name way too much, unfortunately, <laughs> being from Pittsburgh. <laughs> and I was watching some highlights recently, and you destroying some of the, the Steelers. But uh, the picture I have of you for the video that we did, and we'll show people where they can see that, your alumni award video, you were right behind President Obama, and you're, you guys are giving him your jersey. Of course, you know, uh, and a funny story about that, let, let me tell you what happened. We, got a, we had a lot of Hall of Famers on the team, a lot of greats. So I didn't know until we got to the White House, you know, that we was gonna give him my jersey. One of my one of my jerseys, and um, they were like, man, why, why are you giving Vontae jerseys? The question going on, how you get Vontae jerseys out of all these people we got on the team? How you get Vontae jerseys? But he was the 44th president. Mm -hmm. And I was number 44, and actually, you know, during the speech, if you go back and watch the speech, you know, uh, I, I was out there behind him when they say, I said that 44, I told him that's my jersey. He turned around and said, thank you, Mr. Leach. You know, so that that was real good. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I and. Actually, the jerseys, there's only, there's only two of two. He has one with Mr. President on the back, and I have one. There's only two of two. 
Uh, cool. Did you get to have any one-on-one -on -one time with him? No, not no one-on-one -on -one time and stuff. You know, it's, it's when you go down there, you just shake hands and just keep it moving and stuff. But it, it was just a great honor just to be in his presence and stuff. And hopefully one day I can get that thing signed. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a story. All, I mean, what a great story of hard work and determination from a young kid from Lumberton, North Carolina. Well, not Lumberton, from oh, Roland. Sorry. Roland, don't Roland. I'm oh, sorry. I, 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 live, I live in Lumberton now, but oh. I'm, I'm from a little small town called Roland, called a t town of a thousand friends. We probably got a thousand people that live in the town. How far away is Roland from Lumberton? 20 minutes. Oh, okay. So you can't get them too mixed up, you know. I'm from Roland. All right. Hey. <laughs> if you don't say I'm from Roland, you don't know. My people in Roland will come back and say, hey, you're trying to dis dis disown us and stuff. Now, I'm born and raised in Roland. Oh, I know what it's like. We used to, I'm from Harmony in Zillianople. It was divided by a street. So the baseball association was Zilly Harmony. But you knew who the Zilly kids were and you knew who the Harmony kids were. So I totally get that. One of the things I didn't realize with you is you were a two-way player in college. Yes. What happened there and what took you to the NFL as offense rather than defense? A couple of different things. Um, when I got recruited out of high school, I got recruited for linebacker and uh, some schools recruited me for fullback. I didn't want to play fullback. I thought my days was over with, you know. So we get here and I'm a freshman. I made freshman all-conference. I think I was doing pretty good at linebacker, but we, I was a short yardage back when they needed somebody to help the running back block. So we had the coaching change. When new coaches came on here, they want to go in a different direction, and they moved me to fullback full time. You want Steve Logan here? I was just doing um, short yardage and stuff. But once they switched to the fullback full time that following year, when John Thompson never got here, so it was, you know, uh, I mean, probably was a blessing. <laughs> you know, um, probably if I would have stayed at linebacker, I probably wouldn't have had a successful NFL career like I've had. Isn't that weird sometimes that you think about that? Like, I'm sure at the time you were a little bit oh, bummed mad. out. Yeah. At the time, I was pissed at the time. You know, I was I was real mad. I was, <laughs> didn't talk to the coaches about a week, but then, you know, just got over it. And then you had such a fantastic career. Yes. Did you ever say, yeah, you might have seen something that I didn't? Yeah, well, you know, um, have you ever heard, heard Steve Logan um, – if you ever hear his radio show sometime, that's what he'll tell people. He was, you know, um, his one, first claim to fame was Jeff Blake and David Garrard. Then he switched Vontae from linebacker to fullback and made him a millionaire. <laughs> He's a kingmaker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Some of the highlights, I mean, you smashed guys. I mean, there was one with the, uh, whenever you were playing for the, I can't remember if it was Ravens or the... Texas. No, it must have been with the Texans. Okay. And you nailed someone for the Colts yes. right at the goal. And I don't know who the running back was that was able to score. But you flattened Okay. You flattened him. <laughs> what was that like? Oh, no, that's just me doing my job. You know, I was what you call an enforcer on offense inside the ball. I'm what you call the enforcer. So set the tone for our offense. Uh, Take no nonsense. It's just a part of my job. It's just a part of my nature. Who was the person that you hit the hardest? Ooh, if you say the person that I hit the hardest, ooh, I don't know. I, I, a, I had a lot of good collisions. You said you, you talk about some people that I hit the hardest. Um, had good battles with James Harrison. I had good battles with Ray Lewis when I was with the Texans. Um, I had some good battles with Tamba Ali. I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff with that. If you go back and look at my tape, I just can't pick just one out of hit hardest. But one of the moments that really stand out, you know, when you start talking about me and talk about fullbacks, you talk about me going up against a Hall of Fame uh, Patrick Willis against a 
Hall of Fame linebacker, Thanksgiving night, prime time, and I held my own, and I pancaked him a couple of times, but I held my own. So when you start talking about stuff like that and linebackers and stuff, them are some games that I remember. Just the names that, you know, the guys that on defense that most people would be afraid of, or most people <laughs> like me would be afraid of, Ray Lewis, James Harrison. I don't know if I would ever get up, like the one James Harrison car commercial where yes. he smashes someone. <laughs> but you were the one that were hitting them head on, head on. At the time, did you think about that? You know, I'm a small town North Carolina guy and... They put on their pants the same way I do. So, you know, I, I just had to go and go do my job. I guess that's the attitude that you have to have. That is the attitude you got to have. Once you make it to that level, you know, um, everybody's good at that level. They're, they're, everybody's here where they can play. So it's man on man, mano on mano, roll the ball out, let the chips fall where they may. Did anybody ever hit you hard? Oh, yeah, I've been hit hard myself. I hit hard a couple of times. Like I said, James Harrison like knocked my helmet off one time. I mean, he was out in a slot position, and I went up there thinking he wasn't going to come. And he liked to knock my helmet off. But I'm just, just like I said, I've been flattened before too, but I did hit people more times than they knocked me, I bet you that. So when something like that happens, what's the mentality that goes? Do you just dislike those people on the other side of the field, or is it just in the moment and then, oh, hey, you know, well, when we when on the field, we enemies. We enemies when we, when we, especially when we played against each other. Off the field, I talk to you and stuff, but on the field, when it's time to check in, we enemies. We going up each other every every play. You know, you may get me one time, I may get you, but we, it's it's all funny games after the game. You know, we all good. Speaking about enemies on the field, what was it like whenever you were a Raven playing the Steelers? Oh man, that was one of the one of the most. Physical is one of the most best rivalries ever, and the, the most physical game that I ever played. When those two teams actually hate each other, those two teams really hate each other. It's all war between both teams. Your body be sore for about a week after that game because you know you got to bring your big boy pants. So how do you recover after something like that? Hot tub, cold tub, or massages. You got to do everything, but it's a it's a train wreck. Does it flow into the next week? Yeah, Florida. all games flow to the next week. One week to another in the NFL, it, you, you're sore, you have to take care of your body, all that kind of stuff, whether it's massages, whether it's hot tub, cold tub, whether it's get somebody to come scratch you out, it's all kind of stuff. For your best pro play? Hmm, my best pro play. It's a couple I'm going to tell you about. If you go back and look at the Super Bowl, I got the first play of the game for an eight-yard pass, and the last offensive play of the game, they handed me the ball. So I don't think there's another fullback in history in the Super Bowl that they gave the first play and the last play of the game, last play on offense. Nice. Wow. Uh, that's, that's so great. What other uh, pro plays? Another play that probably stand out, you know, some of my touchdowns, I don't touch the ball a lot like that, but I had about six touchdowns in my career. So that play stood out. We had a play. Uh, First play when I played against um, Steelers of Baltimore, opening in the 2010 season. We ran to the left, Ray Rice, uh, bust out for 60 yards for opening play of the game. So we got a couple different plays. What's better, scoring six touchdowns or flattening that guy for someone? I, I like to flatten them for someone else to score. It didn't matter to me. I get more, I get more props and stuff from the guys for flattening the guy than I do for a touchdown. Do you remember what your best college play was? Or whenever you think of college, what's your seminal play? 
No, my best college players uh, probably were played against University of South Florida when all the running backs went down, and I had to take, I had to tote the rock. I had 133 yards, three touchdowns, but we lost by a uh, extra point. That we missed the extra point. A crush me. It was a homecoming. Crush me, but I played. What's that like when you have a career game, but you guys lose by one? I mean, how <laughs> how do you handle those emotions? Well, you know, it's, it's just like anything else. You know, um, first you have to look at it as team perspective. What did the team do? How did the team play? You know, then you have to look at it individually. You know, what did you do to help the team, to try to help the team? And that's how you get over it. First, you got to look at the team. Then you have to look at it individual because with the team sports, there are individuals that stand out and there are a lot of different moving parts to why something didn't work. Did you talk to the kicker afterwards? Yeah, I still talked to him, but it was like, man. <laughs> uh, speaking of kickers, I mean, you got to be with. Justin Tucker, uh, wow. 66 yards, a Megatron. Have you ever tried? Megatron. Have you ever tried to kick a field goal? I kid, used to kick extra points when I was in high school. I know how I kicked nobody. Not, not, nothing like that. I mean. Do you know what your furthest back no, you I just No, I just kick extra points. Nothing, nothing major, just extra points. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> who would have known that? Do you think you'll ever get a shot at the Hall of Fame? Uh, you, who knows? There are really no fullbacks in the Hall of Fame right now as we speak. They just came out with the Hall of Fame list. We had two fullbacks on there. Actually, three. Lorenzo Neal, which is the guy that I looked at, looked up to. And Mike Allstock, what I, I don't consider Mike Allstock a fullback. Maybe he more of a running back than a fullback. And there was one more on there. So hopefully in the modern day area, at least I get on the ballot or, or get, on, get on there and we'll see. You had such a solid career. It's almost a thankless position. It is. It is it's a thankless position. We're just over with a pass, pass happy league right now. So we're going to have to take a look at some of the great fullbacks and what they did to help move the game forward. Well, I mean, you look at a team like the Steelers right now. They, yep. can't, they have a great young running back, but he can't get a hole. You need someone. You need somebody in front of him to get to the second level, get past the second level. Yeah, no doubt. Was it hard to walk away from football? Yes and no. I've been in this game. I've been in it long enough. You can see writing on the wall. You can see everything. I wanted to play two more years. I thought I had two more years in. I didn't get the call, too. But, you know, I walked away with no injuries, healthy, and stuff like that. I mean, a 10-year run, that's a great career, man. You know, with the Super Bowl, a lot of people, um, there are a lot of greats that never never got a chance to play in the Super Bowl, never played the Super Bowl. Not only did I play in the Super Bowl, I won one. So, that's great. And you got to receive and run. Yep. Your ring. Yes. Why are rings so big? Oh, man, it's getting bigger and bigger every year. It's huge. Well, you know, you, you want to work that hard. You want it, the team, the owners and stuff want to show off the diamonds. It's getting bigger and bigger every year. Who's can be bigger? Who's can be better? So every year it's getting bigger and better. Do you ever wear yours? On the special events and stuff, I don't just wear it all the time. It just creates too much, um, too much attention and stuff. I've often wondered, because they get so big, if there's ever a desire, because it's like a trophy. I mean, it is a trophy. Yeah. But it's not necessarily wearable, except for special occasions. Did you ever think of getting a smaller version so that you could wear it more? No, nah, you just want to keep the big thing, the real thing. What was that like whenever you first put that on? Man, it was nice. Uh, the celebration, we had a, a big old party with a celebration. Then we get the unbox and sit at the table in the box. and. With a nice case and stuff, you just unbreak it. It was just so nice. So you played for, you started off with the Packers, then the Saints, then the Texans, yep. and then the Ravens. And was there anybody else? That's it. When it's a Sunday and you want to put on some gear for a football game, what gear do you put on? 
Like whose hat, whose shirt? Well, this is the thing. I earned the right to wear any gear that the team that I played for. So um, I still wear Texans gear. I still wear Ravens gear, and I still wear Packers gear. I don't have any Saints gear, but I, I, I earned the right to wear whatever one I want to wear that particular day. Do you have a favorite? I don't have a favorite, man. I'm an ambassador for the Texans, and I'm an ambassador for the Ravens. So I did, already this year, I went to two Houston Texans games, and I went to that Sunday night game with the Ravens versus Kansas City. So I do my part of going to games and enjoy being a fan. And you officially retired with the Ravens? Yes. Did you ever get to do a Lambo Leap? I never did a Lambo Leap. I, did, I don't think I scored in Green Bay. I never got to do a Lambo Leap. What did you think of the winters up in Green Bay? Uh, it was very, very cold. It was very cold. Listen, that's the coldest I ever felt in my life up there in Green Bay. I've asked this question to you before. It's on the video. Where are you from? I'm from Rowland, North Carolina, but I live in Lumberton, North Carolina right Why now. Why do you still live where <laughs> you're from? Well, you know, uh, just like I told you before, of all the people that, uh, that made it out and made something of themselves, leave the community, leave the town that they're in, the kids, the future generation is not going to have nobody to look up to. So that's partly why. And what does ECU mean to you? ECU set the foundation for me, for my family, and you know, it just gave me an uh, opportunity to, to be who I am today. And you're an outstanding alumni, and I don't know what to call you, 2020 <laughs> or 2021, because technically you're 2020, but then technically you're 2021. 2021. Yes. So what's it like being an outstanding alumni? Oh, it's, it's good. You know, um, you never thought, you know, a guy like me coming from Roller, coming from a small town, first generation college student, would receive such distinguished award from the university. I mean, this is not no sports award. This is from the university. So they thought that much of me for me and my family contributions, you know, to the university. And you just brought me into the next question is one of the reasons that it's from the university is because you've given back in a big way. Can you tell me about the yes. three endowments? Yes, we got three endowments. We got the Omega Sci-Fi, Devontae Leach Omega Sci-Fi, Fraternity Endowment. I'm a proud member of Omega Sci-Fi. I also have the Ladonia Wright Culture Center Endowment. That was the place, you know, when I was here, that was a culture center. We got to go hang out. We got to go meet people, have different programs there. So I, that was pretty much dead in my heart. And also the Child Development, CDFR, is human and uh, family services that's what I got my degree in they had one lady over there God bless her soul her name was Miss Robin McManus she was actually the wife of my running back coach Jerry McManus and she always stayed on me and made sure Vante you got to get your degree that's what she always tell me no we did she didn't talk football and that when I walked over there to the class Vante make sure you get your degree and stuff like that and we had some ladies over there that always stayed on me and always wanted the best was best for me and stuff, you know, other than the football. So that was pretty dear to my heart. I wanted to leave um, a lasting impact on that also. Have you ever thought about your legacy? I, re I really haven't thought about my legacy, but uh, what I do know, um, that people got a sunrise and a sunset. You know, the only thing that's gonna, that's gonna matter is what you do while your time is here, in between that time. Your legacy is going to be what impact that you make on other people. You know, and I, right now, I don't know what my legacy is going to be. It's going to be still written as we, as we talk, but I never really thought about it. But what I really want people to, when people talk about Vontae, say something about Vontae, he's a gentle giant. You know, he was, a, he was a good person to try to help people, you know, um, just stuff like that, you know. Um, but like I said, I really haven't thought about what the legacy of Vontae would be, you know. 
some some people gonna call me overachiever. Some people call me, um, you know, he was a guy. He was a fullback, a hard-nosed guy, that that you know, that made it. You know, he come from a little small town when everybody counted him out. He beat all odds. You know, th there's a lot of stuff that you can say. But in between that, I just want to say, Vontae was a good person. And what's interesting is. It's a good person. It has nothing to do with football. Yes, that's, that's it. I just want to say, Vontae was a good person. No matter football or what, just Vontae was a good person. Right now, what are you doing? You have a new job. Yes, right now, I, I, am, um, I am on the school board, on the local school board, the Robinson County School Board. So uh, I serve, I'm an at-large member. Uh, it was a county-wide election. I'm a one of 11 people that got it, one of 11 members of the board. And uh, so I'm trying to make a difference in our school system, trying to help move our school system to Robinson County forward. What's more difficult, doing that or playing the Steelers? Probably uh, moving the school board, moving the school board up forward. That's probably harder. <laughs> Has it been going all right? It's been going good. It's, going, it's a process, a learning process. Learning a lot, steady trying to make a change. What do you think your future is going to be? <laughs> I don't know. You know, um, never thought I'd be able. Never thought I'd get into politics or anything. You know, um, future is bright. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to take another role or go up higher or claim the claim the political side or not. You know, I'm just going to have to sit back and wait. Well, you and the president have the same jersey. <laughs> yeah. So, for once and for all, if you could just answer the age-old question, is Joe Flacco or was Joe Flacco an elite quarterback? Joe Flacco is elite. That's my quarterback. Love it. Anything else you want to add? That's good. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that's it for Season 3, Episode 3 of Talk Like a Pirate. We hope you enjoyed hearing Vontae tell his stories. His outstanding alumni award video is on East Carolina University's YouTube page. That video has some additional fun stuff from Vontae. Also, if you get a chance, YouTube some of his NFL highlights. There are very few Vontae leeches. Until the next time, please stay safe and healthy. And don't forget, always be yourself unless you can be a pirate. Then always be a pirate.